0: This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. The Scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how it goes on behind the scenes translates into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sports. Episode 46. Thursday, June 23rd. A bunch of young guys came into the NBA draft, and we're going to break down Seven of them. <laughs> 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 yes, that's right. We're gonna the, the Top seven draft picks this year at the NBA Draft 2016. Uh, overall, Scout, you know, I have a pretty good feeling about this one. I don't think it was a bad draft. What are your thoughts about it overall? Uh, I don't think it was a bad draft. You know, G, folks, the GM is, is excited about this crop. I believe. That is overstating it. See, I don't know, You exciting. sound pretty excited don't about you it on a Thursday. <laughs> well, it's not like Kwame Brown was drafted, you know. Well, so. yeah. This was, yes, you had some, some, some talent. Yes, you had some talent yeah. in this draft again. Or Darko. Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> was potential, for, potential for a Darko. Yes, there is. And, uh, (laughs) you know, let me ask you this, Scout, and then we'll jump in. Do you think that anybody can really tell whether these guys are going to make great pros, whether they're going to give their teams a great return on the investment, or is it just a crapshoot? I mean, you know, it's like anything else. It's a project it's projection based whenever you have youth and potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the NBA versus maybe the NFL, I think <laughs> um you you're projecting a little more and hoping yeah. a little more than you are with the NFL um and, and the in college football where I think it's a little easier to see. Yeah. Uh, whereas in, in, in basketball, these guys are so young and also um I believe or in my opinion, I'll say there isn't enough time devoted to the individual skill development mm-hmm. when it comes to college basketball in particular and really um, younger basketball players. So those things I think you see as they get into the NBA, even as they maybe transition. Um, we were talking offline. Devin Booker's a prime example of that to me. He yeah. was a guy who came out of Kentucky. We were like, yeah, okay, you know, he has a few skills. And, and Booker know, plays for the Suns now. Phoenix right? Suns now, right, came out of the University of Kentucky last year. This was his rookie season. And he was a guy I saw, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah he's a yeah. nice little player. But then, even from the draft, moving into Summer League, the improvement I saw yeah. from a guy like that it really kind of says it all. So, it Again, and also a lot of it is up to that individual player as well. How badly do they want it? How much do they want to get better and that sort of thing? So, yeah. Uh, And do you think the difference between uh, going from college to the pros for the NBA and NFL, is it just the way the college games are structured or is it also how in college they're developed? I think All all of it. All of of it. It. football, yeah. If we, as we know, football is just a different game. Yeah. Um, it's easier to, I think, um, pick up on traits and then also slot them in a system. Yeah. Um, when it comes to college football, it, basketball is just a, more of a free for all to me. You're just really looking for talent. Yes. Exactly. Right? Now, um, that, yeah, so, you don't have to keep going. We got it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about, again, the top seven picks. We're also going to talk about two trades that happened that caught our eye <laughs> and probably yours as well. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. here we go. <music> Number one. Mr. Ben Simmons went to the 76ers. He's a small forward out of LSU. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's 6'10, 240, and he's 19 years old. He will be 20 in a few weeks, though. Thought. You know, I mean, we've been talking about Bill Simmons or. Bill? Bill Simmons. Wow. (laughs) Wait a minute. Ben Simmons. Hold on. You putting his name on my podcast? (laughs) Okay, you know, it's the, HBO, it's the HBO thing is in my head. Don't plug that. Ben Simmons <laughs> went to the seventy sixes, and what we have here is a 6'10, like you said, 240 pound guy uh, mm. who has ball handling talent. Let's call it that. Yeah, they say he's the next LeBron, possibly. <sighs> he's the next GOAT. Look, but that's basically built on the idea they have of LeBron, I believe. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) look, can I just
0: tell let me just tell the listeners, we were looking at some cut-ups. Now, Draft Express has a great YouTube channel, everyone, if you want to see strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. of all of these players without having to watch a bunch of highlights and a bunch of game tape. So we highly recommend them, um, and just, it was interesting because... I didn't understand the Simmons Lebron comparison when I was watching his strengths video, but it made a little more sense when I watched the weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> and we're trolling LeBron a little bit, but yeah, we well, are. You know what? We have fun with LeBron. We have fun with them. Yeah, but I don't see them. I don't see them the same way. I think the idea is that LeBron. Oh, again, let's just talk about Ben Simmons' strengths. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, it, in the open court transition, he is virtually unstoppable coming downhill, right? Um, yeah. The ball handling is special. Yes, um, and much it, better than LeBron's. Yeah, that's the right. There's no comparison ball handling-wise between Simmons and LeBron. LeBron does not handle the ball like Ben Simmons does. Um, even it, One thing that struck me, and I told you this, GM, was a guy that's 6'10", 240, he really can get low when he dribbles. Mm-hmm. And the flexibility for a guy that size, I'm not sure I've seen and seen it applied in that way. Right. Okay. So he can be kind of slithery with his movement with the ball in his hand. Very fluid. Very fluid. Especially right. For, I mean, he does not play like he's six ten. No. It's it's a remarkable to watch. I, again, like I said, I've been trying to think of someone I've seen that moves this way and is able to handle the ball this way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's an afterthought the way he did the dribbling. It's really like a guard. Also, the is any of it like Magic Johnson? Because people listening may be thinking of him. You could go there with it, I think, um, yeah. if, if you want to, you know, take the errors into that they okay. played in into account. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, a modern-day kind of Magic Johnson I could, I would buy, even though I think I still think Magic is superior as a passer. Yeah. But Ben Simmons is no slouch as a passer. That's another thing I think they compare, the LeBron James comparison is the passing. But I think Bill Simmons is a much more creative passer. Ben! Ben, I keep saying that. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Benjamin Simmons. There you go. um, Is 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 even a more creative passer than LeBron James? Yeah. Would you? Would you? you, Is that kind of what you saw, GM? Yes, I agree. Um, Now, can we talk about that shot, though? That's the question. The question Mm -hmm. is the jump shot, which he is reluctant to even take. And so, what you're seeing is even in the college game when he was defended, people would lay off of him. The standard you know, approach to a guy who really can't hurt you from distance or even the mid-range. He's not even willing to shoot that. Yeah, it was mid-range, yeah. Uh, Now, pouring through footage, um, I eventually found a few times where he attempted a jump shot because, you know, I want to see what it looks like. The mechanic, is the foundation there for improvement? Or is the shot just a mess and and broken? And it's not. When he actually shoots it, it's like, okay, I can see this. You can fix this. Now, the issues with it, uh, he shoots it on the way down, which is a yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, so that's really going to screw with your accuracy and things like that. But the set point is fine. It's a two motion shot, which we talk about all the time. Yeah. Um, when he gets up in the air on it. But again, he shoots it on the way down, which you not But see, see, the problem with that is it might be a mentality issue, which is hard to change. If he's unwilling to shoot it, is he going to be able to build up the confidence in that in this professional league? That's, that's going to true. be the question. And that's going to get right. That's going to get down to his mentality and his approach to the game. How yeah. badly does he want it? And we saw issues with that. Yes. Now, do you think he's going to uh, be a good fit for the 76ers? Look, listen, the guy can do so many things. He's multidimensional. He can yeah. fit anywhere, But the Sixers as a team. Yeah. Need guard play, and they need people who can stretch it some. Yeah, and can we just say something about defense? Do you think that we can tell anything about how they're going to work defensively in the league from what they were doing in college? Just from an athletic standpoint, I tend to again in college they're horrible fundamentally when it comes to defense. Yeah, and when you come into the league, that's really the the, the steepest learning curve because first of all, you have to fit into a team concept. Yeah. Defensively. You really don't get that in college. That's right. As much. Right. You know, you have to know where your help spots are. Where do you double team? Where do you not double team? What are your rotations? This is all scheme depending on what team you're on. So you have to learn that side of it. Then, on top of that, fundamentally, um, your stance. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even that. Are you on balance? <laughs> like that. The, 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 certain things like not leaving your feet, just basic fundamental things. Um, there's always a learning curve there. Yeah. So, it's tough to look at a guy outside of is this guy athletic Mm -hmm. and does he anticipate well that's all I look for in college players when it comes to are they going to be good defenders again athleticism also includes body type do they have a wingspan that's that's pretty much abnormal because you get guys like that right they may be a certain height but they play taller because of their wingspan things like that dimensionally athletically and then anticipation I look for yeah we got it so you know. We got those overall principles. We're really going to talk more about offense because it's easier to do when we're comparing the college game to the professionals. Um, Let's move on to number two, Mr. Ah. Brandon Ingram. Uh, Brandon went to the Lakers. Uh, He's a small forward out of Duke, 6'9", 190, and he is 18. (laughs) Yeah, which is crazy. Now, what, what are your thoughts on Ingram? I, look, this guy is it could do it all from a scoring standpoint. Oh, he is! Um, it's remarkable, especially yeah. where did he get all this game at age eighteen? Uh, it's eye opening, <laughs> right? It. I mean, you see it all. You know, he can he can handle. I mean, the guy, like you said, six nine, six ten, um, real thin, of course, and we'll get to that. Um, oh, he's like a fly on the windshield. Yeah, yeah, but it, I mean, he can handle it. He can pass it. I, that was the thing I came to latest. Because yeah. I had an edge with Simmons because of the playmaking ability in the passing. but Ingram, Oh, my goodness. The saga of you with Ben gun. Simmons and Brandon I Ingram. 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 It, it, the flip-flopping. I, you I know, know, are you running for president? It I, is have. Ridiculous. I have. I, yeah, I've flip-flopped like two or three times. But, um, <laughs> so now, wait a minute. Let's put it on the record. This is the final yes. time. Are you taking Simmons or Ingram? Ingram. I've settled on Ingram. Okay. And I will say this. That's minimal flip-flopping because I started with Ingram. So you're all bored by in that. Ex essence, all I have done is allowed you, I've allowed a window into my process. Oh, okay. That's all you. it is. I haven't oh. flip-flopped oh, okay. the process. Oh, no, thank you. Thanks you're for inviting right. us in. Yes, I, I do my best. But Ingram <laughs> can do it all. He can shoot it from distance. One dribble, two dribble pull-ups. Um, he can cross you up. He has a sweeping, that sweeping crossover we know and love so well. And the fluidity. The fluidity of movement. Oh, it's it's very much like Kevin Durant. It is. Right, especially when he was younger, because also uh, his. Now, Ingram's set point is a little low as far as his jump shot's concerned. Yeah. Again, I don't get too much into that with guys that are this young because it will move up as they get stronger. Hopefully. Okay. A guy like, but see, I look at a guy like this who has this kind of talent offensively and skill. He had to work at that. Yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, I Mm -hmm. know you are. But he's going to work. Now, do you think he's going to be able to gain enough weight and strength? Mm-hmm. To, to last, to be able to go down on the block and survive. Because he has the moves, everybody. He yes. has all the moves. The question is going to be, can he execute them? <laughs> right. And, and also, just to add on, not only does he have all the moves, he knows how to employ them. Oh, yeah. It's it, it's right. a great offensive game. Great. But to your point, right, and this is the weakness. This is the question mark. Mm-hmm. Because if you watch him play, if you get physical with him, bump him, things like that, it really negates his athleticism and it knocks him off balance almost completely. Yeah. So do you think he's do you think he's going to be able to bulk up enough? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, he's always going to be thin. You know, you're never going to look at him and and, yeah. and see Ben Simmons. No. See? But that's not the question. I got to write, write that time. Right. Oh yes you did. Did then. Right. But, but the question is, can he gain enough weight and, and fortify his base, meaning the, I, and when I say base I mean the core down. Yeah. Okay. Can he get strong enough there? Whereas if a guy hits him, he can brush off contact a little better. Well look, he certainly has the staff, any pro staff yes. is well equipped to handle that. And and we'll see. You know, it, it'll be interesting, just like you were talking about with um with Devin Booker, it'll be interesting to see him in Summer League to see if there's any difference there. Yeah. That may be the telltale sign. But remember, folks, he's 18. He's not even done growing as a person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know? Yeah. And, and again, and again, the wingspan, we can talk defensively. I look at him. He has a, quite a wingspan. I believe it's out to, what, 7'3 or something? I don't know. Yeah, the he- wingspan's ridiculous. Yeah. He moves well. He will be a factor defensively, and also his transition to the NBA as we know it today—the pick and pop play, brush mm. screening, things like that—he's going to be murder. The the, the the affinity with switching everything in the league. Yeah, yeah, he it fits right in. He, if I were drafting, would be the guy I take. All due respect to Ben Simmons. Yeah but he's my favorite guy in the well, draft. That's today he is. Okay, so now we're going to move forward. <laughs> we're going to move more quickly now. We don't gave- let him beat me down, folks. Don't no, let him. It's all in fun and love. You now number three. No, no, don't <laughs> lie to the people. Number three, the number yeah. three is Jalen Brown, the genius. Uh, uh, he went to the Celtics. He's a small forward out of Cal Berkeley, 6'7", 225, and he's 19. The brain gremlin. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Explain that. We're not calling him a gremlin. No, 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 no. Because he's he's um he's a, a quite an intelligent fellow. Yes, and the brain gremlin speaks like he we want what everyone wants. Yes, yes, he's, yes. You know, he's Proper. He's about his business. Yeah, as you said he, that he's negotiating with Jalen our... Brown. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, he he's nego He doesn't have an agent. Um, he's working on negotiating for himself. Yeah. Well, forget that. What about on the court? Yeah, let's get to the game. What do you think? Let's let's do it quickly now. Okay, this is where you get some controversy with is this a guy you take at 3? Were there yeah. some better options here? Again, first of all, you look at 67225. He has a solid base. He's ready to play from a physical standpoint in the NBA at the wing position. Okay. Yep. Now, how does he project? Um, he's a straight-line player to me. Um, what does that mean? Excels downhill, meaning you're not going to get the change of direction. Yeah. um, You're not going to get the varied speeds at this point in his career. Yeah. Okay, so. Well, huh. Can we play in the post? Let's just go through some quick stuff. I haven't seen a lot of that, but I think yeah. he can get there. See, this is a guy who has a sense a foundation I think he can build upon. It's going to take a lot of building, though. The mm. change of direction I see, when I watched him, he needed a spin. He needed to utilize the spin move in order to change direction. Yeah. say so He doesn't have really the, 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 the lateral... Yes, Yes, ability there. So that's going to be limiting. What about his dribbling? Does he handle the ball well? His handles is loose. He sees upright. Yeah. So we talked about Ben Simmons as far as his ability to get low and be slithery. And you'll see that from the great ball handlers a lot. They get low, Mm -hmm. especially when they encounter defenders. Yeah. Um, And for obvious reasons, ball protection, things like that. He does not play that way. He's upright. The dribble's high. Yeah. So he's turnover prone. What about his jump shot? Jump shot, I think he, that'll be an asset for him at some point. Okay. Um, right now, it's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but the set point point is, 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 and where his release is, I think, is fine. So do you think he'll be fine in the mid-range and even from distance? At, at, at some point. The problem is he, he's he's all over the place with his, <laughs> his leaping into the jump shot. Uh, yeah, Sometimes it's a set shot. Sometimes it's it's a hop. Sometimes he gets up on it. You you can't <laughs> be erratic in that way. You you tend to want to, depending on the situation, shoot it the same way every time. Right? Yeah. So and I, what about I get a beat on him? I don't know if he's a one motion or two motion shot shooter. I don't know. It's maybe, whatever he wants to do at the time. You know, maybe he doesn't know. And and based on what you said, physically, he'll he's probably prepared to learn how to play defense. In the league, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's gonna be his number one asset. I think he'll yeah. be a, a really, really good defender at least as he as he develops. Yeah. Now we didn't mention Ingram and the Lakers that mix, but we—if you can't tell—we think that that's a great mix. Oh. Um, for Jalen Brown and the Celtics, though, what are your thoughts on that? Quickly. I mean, they'll be able to use him but I just think that there was a better guy for them there. Okay. As we move along, I don't want to. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. So let's move to the fourth pick. Dragon Bender. Um he's coming out of Israel. He played for uh, Maccabi Fox Tel Aviv there. Mm-hmm. But before then he was in Croatia, I believe. And I think we have um a video of that in our notes. He's going to the Suns, he's a power forward, he's seven feet tall, two twenty five, and he's eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um is, not this, a lot of, is this the next Dirk Nowitzki or Powell? No, McCoy? no. And that comparison is outrageous. <laughs> he shoots from distance, though. Yeah, but not in the... He ducks not, the ball. Yeah, but he's not getting that off of people in his face. I mean, Dirk can get his shot off yeah. from a car seat. <laughs> Sometimes it looks like he is in a car yeah, seat. He, I mean, you know, he doesn't have that kind of diversity, at least not at age 18 right now. Yeah. Um, uh, Hoops Hype, who I like a lot, a website... Who covers the draft? Um, really does a good job of it. I think that they they have a comp, They have comps. Obviously, everyone has comps. Yeah, and that comp was Ido Turkoloo. If anyone still remembers, oh, hang with Edo, right? <laughs> yeah, hang with edu right? Right. I think that's a good comp. Yeah, um, obviously, he's a little taller. Mm-hmm. Stiffness. Stiffness. Yeah, he's just not flexible enough to be considered Dirk Nowitzki. Even you look at a poor Zingus, the athleticism, he's not on par with, with, with poor Zingus last year. Right. He's not there. So, uh, do you think he'll be a reliable pro, or do you think he's going to be someone who fizzles? Who drafted him? Phoenix. Yep. Um, yeah, he'll be reliable. I don't think yep. he'll be a star. He'll be a reliable guy, 12, 12 year career. Because Turkulu was. Right. That kind of career, right. And yep. listen, okay, stars are rare. It's this idea. <laughs> that everyone should be a star. Stars are rare. And mm-hmm. if a guy carves out a twelve year career, that was a good draft pick. And he's yeah. a success. Yeah. So we don't want to make it sound like that. Okay, he's not Dirk Nowitzki. Well, no one's Dirk Nowitzki. All right, moving on to Chris Dunn. That's uh. that's K R I S. Okay, Dunn. Yep. Uh point guard out of Providence. He went to the Timberwolves. He's six four two twenty and twenty two. He's a dinosaur. Yeah, he's an old man. But let me tell you about the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves, folks. They keep getting it right. And in this case, things keep falling in their lap. Because in my opinion, in my humble opinion, Boston Celtics really should have jumped on Chris Dunn. And I get it. Again, I understand why they didn't. Because of the point guard position? Right. They have little Isaiah Thomas and maybe they're looking saying we need to, you know, we need a yeah. small forward in here, someone who can defend. I get that. But the pace they play at, which is up tempo, they're right up there with Golden State. Maybe they were number one in tempo. Mm. But the thing this is the thing about Chris Dunn being able to work there with Isaiah is like you said, he's six four. 215, 220? 220, that's what the NBA.com has. Right, so you look at a guy like that, you say he's a point guard, and you have him with Isaiah. But he can guard the two at that size. And also, what I saw from him defensively, athletically, and things like that, he will develop into being a really good perimeter defender, in my opinion.
1: And that's what I was
0: going to say when you were setting this up. It's, look, you can play small ball in this league, so you just never know. You could pair him with Isaiah in certain uh, matchups. You just don't know, or bring him off the bench, see how he develops. You just never know. He's just a rookie. He's going to be a rookie. Yeah, year, you know? and eventually, obviously, he's going to start. But he's a guy who can who can has the body type and and he's sturdy enough to handle two guards. Yeah, and the the, the look the way he plays, the way he changes direction, the way he changes his speed, yeah. um, the handle, the the confidence in his shot. Uh, his moves. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching him. Yeah, so You can take it from there. I'm sorry. I'm being scoutish. No, you are, but you're absolutely right. I mean, this guy, I mean, he and Ingram were my favorite two guys in his draft. Oh, now was him and Ingram. So Simmons is now number three for you. I didn't say he was going to be better than Simmons necessarily. Fav- got things I value. These are the two guys. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you something. One thing that struck me was he actually played on the elbow and in the post at uh, Providence. Yeah. And we know the stat geeks have completely tried to rub this out of the game. Well, that's because they have their noses so far down in their sheets, they forget to actually watch the game, which is going right. on. Right. I mean, I would like to sit with them at a uh, live game and see what they look at. Are they on their phones or, you know, tabular yeah. Do they and even I'm watch the games? I'm hijacking Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn, you know what? We are big fans of yours. We will follow you. And now... After him was Buddy Heald, yep. someone that you teased about early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's coming out of Oklahoma. He's a shooting guard going to the Pelicans, okay, with the unibrow. Um, he's 6'5", to t- uh, 12, and he's 22, another 22-year-old. The question with Buddy is what's his role? Um, is he a starting two guard? Is he yeah. a guy you bring off the bench for instant offense? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. You know, you think Jamal think Crawford, guys like that. Yeah. 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 I don't know if he's a starter. So um, what are his strengths? Oh, shooting the ball. Yeah. from Distance. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, if you can do that, obviously, especially in the league now. Yeah, and he play. plays at a at a nice speed. Well, he's saying. polished. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a testament to he, he's a four-year senior, right? He played all four years in college, right? So there's yeah. some... He's 22. Yeah, so there's some development that has happened as a person and also within his game that you may not see from a guy that's 18, 19, right? I mean, they're not too far removed from high school, so that's a different thing. So you see more development. Even um, as I read about him earlier in his career, he was not the player, anywhere near the player he is now. Okay. uh, Especially with ball handling and things like that. But, you know, you get the one dribble, two dribble pull-ups, the deep shot. He'll be able to come off of screens and and really be murder. So what are the weaknesses? Is. He's gonna have a hard time defending starting wing players. Yeah, Defense. he's gonna have a hard time there. Yeah, I mean, just dimensionally, he doesn't have. He's not the long armed guy, even though he's six four. Yeah. Um, can he create his shot against solid perimeter defenders? Yeah.
1: Does he That's have the quickness?
0: Right. Yeah. That's another question. The athleticism. Um, do you think that because he's twenty two, do you think he has room to improve? that, you know, I don't know how much he's going to improve because he's polished. Yeah, okay. Uh, now everyone's going to improve with repetition. Yeah, we're, we're talking about, you know, improvement. Right. That's... Like the Devin Booker example. I don't yes. think you're going to see a vastly different player three years from now. I'll put it that way, and then what you see today. That's kind of what, you know. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Number seven, the final one we're going to highlight, Jamal Murray, uh-huh. um, coming out of Kentucky, point guard, uh, went to the Nuggets, 6'5", 201 and he's 19 and he's a canadian yes play for the national team who the great steve nash is in charge of i understand now i believe so yeah yeah so um or their program i shouldn't say the team because he's not coaching he's in charge of the canadian program but um jamal murray we me and the gm have a a a bit of a a small who you got here with he and buddy (laughs) okay the scout is taking jamal murray and the GM is taking. I don't want to speak for you, GM. Who you who, who you got? Well, you know, this is what I do, everybody. Oh, now who's bloviating? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> this is what this is what I do when I'm looking at prospects because it's it can be difficult, as we discussed, to see how exactly they're going to translate into the NBA. I get a feeling. I am mm. someone who goes along with instinct and feeling. And when I watched Buddy Healed, I just felt a little better about him on the court, just seeing his game. Mm. Also, the main thing for me, Scout, and you know this, mm. was the shot, the motion. Yeah. Uh, they both have low set points, Buddy Healed and Jamal Murray, but Jamal Murray's is, can be offensively off-putting. low. Yeah, it can be off-putting. I yeah. mean, one shot he threw up, I, I was almost jumped out of my seat. That's how shocking it was. Um, but, but, as you pointed out offline, Jamal Murray coming off a curl, stopping on a dime and, and uh, elevating on a shot, it is something to really witness and appreciate. So it's a hard one for me. It's just instinctively I went with heel, but if you think of it logically, there are many arguments for Murray, but I think they're very close. I think it makes sense why they went 6-7. It could have been either way. Right, and I think with, with Murray versus Heald, I think um, Murray is able to offer ball handling support because he's a bit of a combo. I know he's listed as a two, but I think he's able to do both, whereas Buddy, I think, is more of a traditional. He's going to be a two guy. I don't think he's yeah. going to be setting up offense or things like that. So you look at them as starters. We so said Buddy is more of an off-the-bench player, and that's kind of why right um for me right now murray was it was murray, guard in college exactly yeah. he's able to come and now, remember they drafted muaday i think i'm saying that right last year mm-hmm. um and he's a point guard but he's limited with his range and his shot he's not a shooter so they, they in contrast to the boston celtics yeah right went and said look i don't care we're taking this guy because the first of all i believe they would look at that and say he's diverse enough we can Optimally, start them in the backcourt at some point, and we yeah. don't lose anything. Even with, I mean, Murray's what six five, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. So he can also he's tall enough where he's not necessarily a mismatch defensively,
1: yeah. right? It's like you said,
0: yeah, him. yeah, he can definitely be a combo guard in the league, and yeah. it's not important, like you said. I mean, he can he can handle the ball, he can make passes, but he can shoot as well. Even though that. That's really, he's lights out, with this, especially at this age, right? Yeah, that motion, oh yeah. my gosh. And he has, he plays with the same amount of polish of heel, but he's 19 instead of 22. Yeah, I think he's a little more explosive too, maybe around the rim. I saw a couple of times he would take it to a guy really, even up to flushing on them. Well, and it it suggested even like I was saying, coming off those curls, yeah, that takes explosiveness to, to stop and immediately go up and make- exactly right, yeah, all absolutely right. right, all right, we got all of that. So those are the seven, the top seven draft picks. Everyone, we will track their progress. Is the scout right or not? Don't not me. It's the scout. Right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take the heat off yourself. Now, we do want to end on two of the trades that happened around the draft time. Uh, the first one is the Derek Rose trade, he's a New York knickerbocker. So, the New York Knicks are getting Derek Rose, Justin Holiday, and a second round draft pick next year. Uh, the Bulls are getting Robin Lopez, Jose Calderon, and Jerry Grant. I think that the Knicks did a good job, even though. Yeah, I know all the memes are out here that Derrick Rose he can barely walk without getting injured. I know that, uh, but go ahead, go ahead, Scout. What are your thoughts quickly on that trade? Well, I mean, you gotta like it for the the Knicks. I mean, you, you're taking a shot on a talent, right? Yeah, and really he's a guy with Carmelo right and He's an upper echelon talent who's had some struggles injury wise, health wise. Right, former MVP there. There's some. There's pressure in New York at this point for results. So yeah. you understand it from Phil Jackson's standpoint? We have to do something. We're going to take. We're going to roll a dice a bit. And they didn't give up a ton either. It's not like you know they gave up a key piece here. They bring in a guy who has who was a former former MVP of the league. So yeah. look at that. What struck me also though is that if you pick up there, if you bring in Derek Rose, the Triangle's gone. Well, Hornacek is coaching. You think he's right. coaching the Triangle? Right. So with with Big Chief Triangle, as they call him, at the helm, <laughs> forcing everyone to run it. Yes, seems that that has faded away with yep. the new coach, as you said, and Derrick Rose coming in. So we'll see. We're pulling for something to happen for Carmelo. He needs his health too. I really like Rose, Carmelo, and Porzingis. I like that oh, trio. Yeah, yeah. I, I really. I, I look forward to watching them. I really want them to do well. Yeah. Um. And and look, Phil Jackson, you're great. We know that. But if you want the triangle to be installed, you install it. Well, those, the, those days are over, though, with the triangle. I mean, we're not going to get into that's a we're saying. not going to get into a triangle discussion. But with with the way people jump teams now, and the free agency, and that's my point. And the rules, the way they are, it's it's screen roll basketball. The three point shot is king. That's so why Phil ain't thought. coaching. Or so we thought. So we thought. Look, don't go <laughs> Don't get me started on that's the That's another history. episode. That's another yeah, episode. Yeah, but you know, that's why Phil is not coaching him. That's my point. Let's yeah, just move yeah, on. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other trade, and we're going to end here, is the Serge Ibaka and Victor Oladipo mm-hmm. trade, okay? Yeah. The Oklahoma City Thunder get Victor Oladipo. Ersan Sova, mm-hmm. And DeMontis Sabonis, who was the 11th draft pick, uh, son of Arvidas Sabonis. Yes. Uh, the Orlando Magic get Serge Ibaka. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, look, um, needless to say, I believe GM, yeah. we love the thunder side of this. Didn't I just read it? Doesn't that say everything you need to? Look, if you can trade Ibaka for cash considerations, (laughs) because Ibaka, and then you can take over, Ibaka thinks that he's someone he's not. You are not some finesse player. You need to get dirty, go in there and block some shots and rebound and, and get in people's paths. And, yeah, if you need to pop open, okay, but dunk the ball. Look, man, forget it. And you want top dollar for all of that? Are you kidding me? (laughs) <laughs> Let me read this again. The Magic just gets Serge Ibaka. The Thunder get Oladipo, Ilyasova, and Sabonis. Son of Arvidas. Who's going to be a pro? I mean, who cares how yeah. good he's yeah. going to be a pro? His father was one. Go ahead. Okay. You got me ranting in here. Well, that's true. But we have <laughs> talked. We have we have talked on the podcast extensively about Serge Ibaka's desires. To be a star. His hopes and dreams. Yes. And apparently this was also something that was going on within the building in Oklahoma City. They knew he was uh, had designs on branching out. Yeah. So, oh, first of all, and, and what I'm getting at with this, I want to give all the credit in the world to that organization who has built a heavyweight contender in a market that doesn't suggest that should be possible. And they hired Billy Donovan as coach, which is great. They they have made a series of wonderful moves. Okay, and the thing with them is, it seems that once they catch wind that someone wants to be bigger than their role. Yeah. Outside of uh, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Well, those are the foundational pieces. Outside of them, right. right. Mm -hmm. They move them and get value back and people that will fit slots around those two franchise types Yeah, so that you can have a a full-on team. So if Serge Ibaka wants to shoot three-pointers and he's interested in getting his jump hook going and being a -a 20-a-game guy... They say, all right, but you're going to do it elsewhere. And from my understanding and my reading is that's what was going on with him. He wanted more responsibility, more opportunity offensively, which he will get. Yeah. Now, for the Thunder, you know, this is the summer of Durant. Yeah. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? The rumor, is he going to the uh, Warriors? If you go to the Warriors, Kevin Durant, I'm telling you now. Yeah, on the Connoisseurs, idea. we're gonna find a list to put you on. It's not a good one. Yeah, yeah we don't Please think. Don't do happen. that, Kevin. Don't do that. Yeah, but, but but how do you think? So you're gonna have Russell Westbrook. You're gonna have yep. Durant. You're gonna have um, Adams. Yep. Right, your boy who opened all of our eyes this postseason. I already knew. I said your boy. I'm giving you okay. credit. Okay. And you're bringing in Oladipo to that. Forget Ilyasova and Sabonis. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's going to work, all of them? Okay, this is big for the Thunder. I mean, obviously, provided Kevin Durant stays, which I really – not that I'm telling people what to do with his life and his career. Yeah. okay. But I would really like to see him stay there because I think they're really close. And I think these – well, they were really close. I mean, they went to Game 7. But they they really picked up – Deepu, okay, can get his own shot. He's one of those guys, can score off the dribble, can shoot it from deep. He's one of those instant offense kind of guys. Now I don't know who starts opposite Russell. Yeah. I don't know whether it's gonna be him or it's gonna be um waiters. Yeah. Cause Oladipo is a smallish. So the question is, how do you defend there? Do you put Russell on two guards? What you can handle and that kind of thing. So we don't know that, but we, what we do know is he can score without the offense creating opportunity for him. He yeah. can score on his own. He can generate his own offense. So let's say you bring him off the bench. That's big time for the second unit. Big yeah. time. Yeah. It's like, it's like replacing what James Harden did almost. Exactly. And he was the other guy they got rid of. They sure did. (laughs) They realized, you know, he got a little too big in his britches. And that's not a diss to him because he's proven to be quite a dynamo offensively. But, yes, that instant offense role, they have now finally replaced it or approximated it. Now, what we don't know about Victor is how he responds to pressure, how he plays at big moments. We don't know that because he's been tucked away in Orlando. We'll see. But looking at him on paper, skill set-wise, he's a fit for that role. Yeah, and I think Billy Donovan – Will know what to do with him regardless. Silly Donovan knows what to do with everyone. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, you know, we hope, Kevin, that you stay in Oklahoma City. The we- second part to this before go we ahead. Will, will go out here is Ilya Sova, because no one's going to talk about him. No, go ahead. But he's a guy who can shoot the long ball. And if you remember, Oklahoma City, and I'll wrap this up quickly, against the Warriors, had a problem with the people in that corner, help coming off of those guys to shut down Durant and Westbrook. And those corner threes just being there. And Robeson, is that is that how am I saying that right? I want to call him Robeson. Robeson, I'm not sure. Um, okay, it's yeah. <laughs> they weren't able to punish the Warriors from that position enough in those corners. Yeah. Elias changes that. Yeah. That's an excellent point because we know late in those games, that was yes. the kiss of death. And I think it is Robertson just to be serious. Um, so yeah, very good. I, you know, Kevin, look, brother, we want you in Oklahoma city. That's the best place anyway. Yes. Now, who knows what he wants to do. Maybe he has other uh, thoughts in mind, but if it's about winning, if that's what it's about, this is definitely the best setup for him. Yeah, um, don't pull a LeBron. Please. No, no, no. Please. Let's not do that. And w- with that, everybody, we will come back next week with tennis. We got Wimbledon going. Yes, we do. Um, which starts actually the day that this episode releases. So we'll come to you with that. We'll keep tracking the NBA. We love it. We'll bring in some NFL. We're going to do all three. Remember, the Connoisseurs of Sport. We are connoisseurs of the NFL, of the NBA, and of Grand Slam Tennis. (laughs) And everybody, (laughs) have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at dailydynamic.com.